Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, mamacita. Welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama. Y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Pizarra. This week's podcast in English is part three on transforming negative emotions into positive ones. So in this three-part series on how to transform negative emotions, we have been delving deep into the world of emotional mastery, how to control and redirect your emotions so that you experience more positive ones. And if you've already listened to part one and part two, then you're probably already aware that the information we're discussing in this series is absolutely priceless, mamacita. It can impact your life in a very positive and powerful way. It's definitely changed my life for the better, and so I'm really excited to pass this information forward. This series is inspired by Tony Robbins' four-day workshop, Unleash the Power Within. Okay, let's get started. Today is the culmination of our series, and let me tell you, is it ever juicy? It just keeps getting better and better. So we began this series with the concept that the emotions we gravitate to on a consistent basis are directly correlated to the quality of our life. Meaning, the more joy and gratitude we feel on a daily basis the more we'll define our life as meaningful and fulfilling. In contrast, the more regularly we experience anger or resentment, the more we'll define our life as unfulfilling. Easy enough to understand, right? Great. Okay, so practicing emotional mastery, which is the redirecting and shaping of our emotional state, can greatly impact the quality of our life since it implies influencing our emotions in a positive way. Now, if you're tuning in and you have not yet listened to part one or part two, I really suggest that you go back and you listen to those episodes first. They are the building blocks to the series. And if you miss one part of the series, it's like sitting on a one or two-legged stool. You're really not going to sit. You're going to fall down because you need all the elements in this series. They're crucial if you want to practice emotional mastery. So for those of you who did tune in to the previous episodes, you'll already know that I actually like to call emotional mastery emotional alchemy. Emotional alchemy because when we practice emotional mastery, we're actually transforming a useless emotion into something that is priceless, which is a positive one. How priceless, for example, is the ability to turn our anger into gratitude. <laughs> OMG. It's like turning coals into diamonds, baby, or lead into gold. Absolutely. 
Like I already said, the more we experience joy, gratitude, enthusiasm, and hope, the more we identify with having a fulfilling and gratifying life. So being able to switch the channel of our mind, which we spoke a lot about last week, changing the channel in our mind from negative to positive emotion is really and truly powerful. So are you ready to start experiencing more joy and gratitude, less stress and less frustration? Bueno, it's totally possible. And this is our goal when we practice emotional mastery. But first, emotional mastery requires that we shift our mindset, that we open ourselves to accept that our emotions are our responsibility. When we practice emotional mastery, we decide to take more accountability for our emotions, no matter what life is throwing at us. Now, we understand that we may still experience negative emotions on occasion. We're human, no doubt. And we may also admit that it may be harder to feel good when we go through our challenges and the valleys in our lives. But, and this is a huge but, We refuse to be at the mercy of our experiences. In other words, we refuse to play the victim of our circumstances. We commit to empowering ourselves and not allow ourselves to linger in the darkness and the despair for too long. Basically, we adopt the belief that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. Can I hear an amen? Amen. So I call it emotional alchemy, but this does not mean that transforming our negative emotions will occur by hocus pocus or by merely putting on rose-colored glasses. It takes intention and it takes practice, just like anything that's worthwhile pursuing. We must understand the three forces that control our emotions and shift those forces so that they work in our favor. So in his four-day workshop, UPW, Tony Robbins teaches that our emotions are a constellation of three forces. The first force that controls our emotions is our physiology or the way that we move our physical body. So in the first part of this series, we dove deep into this particular subject. We examined the very real connection between our breath, posture, movement, and our emotions. In addition, I gave lots of examples of things that you can physically do instantly to shift the way you feel at any given moment. We also spoke about exercise as a proven and natural way to fight off depression. But as powerful as shifting your physical state can be, this is only one piece of the puzzle because there are two other forces that control our emotions. The second force that controls our emotions is our pattern of focus. So in part two of this series, I discuss in depth the power of focus. I went over how what you focus on, you feel. Or as Tony Robbins likes to put it, where focus goes, energy flows. I also explained that whatever has your attention is where your focus lies, meaning that any content we consume has our focus, so we must be very intentional about what we give our attention to. But the way we move our body, our physiology, and our pattern of focus are not the only things that control our emotions. There's still one piece of the puzzle left. If you're able to influence the two elements mentioned, 
and also put the final step into practice, I guarantee your life will never be the same again. So the third force that controls your emotions is, drum roll, drum roll, (laughs) your pattern of language. Whatever language you use to describe an experience will change the meaning that you experience. This is crucial because the meaning that we give to the situations in our lives determine whether we are happy or whether we are miserable. Let me repeat that. The meaning that we give to the situations in our lives determine whether we are happy or whether we are miserable. And what do we use as humans to communicate the meaning that something has for us? We use our language. So becoming very intentional with the pattern of our language is of utmost importance. In fact, it's paramount, essential, vital, urgent, necessary, critical, indispensable. Have I stressed it enough? Perhaps you think I'm being melodramatic, so let me expand. Two people may go through the same experience, but internalize them in totally different ways, which in turn determines whether they feel either empowered or disempowered in the aftermath. To further explain, let me give a more concrete example. Let's suppose two women get laid off from work. For simplistic purposes, let's say they're the same age, have the same financial situation, and carry the same amount of economic responsibilities. In fact, let's pretend they're clones. Woman one, while still dealing with intense fear and stress, interprets getting laid off as a blessing in disguise. She tells herself, convinces herself even, that everything happens for a reason. Moreover, she interprets this as a moment to grow in her faith for God. She tells herself repeatedly that a better opportunity will present itself in the future. She believes not only will things be all right, but that they will unravel for the better. You probably know where I'm going now. Woman two, however, also dealing with intense fear and stress, interprets getting laid off as a punishment from God or as proof that God does not exist. She sees this moment in time as a testament that her life is doomed. She tells herself she's too old and that she'll never find another job with a retirement package that she once had. In essence, she thinks she's screwed. Same experience, two interpretations. One will result in hope, the other in despair. And mamacita, both women are right. They are both right. Hear me out. There's a famous quote by Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Your life is in the present and will become in the future whatever meaning you attribute to it. Oprah says it best. You become what you believe. The meaning or the belief system that you attach to something is everything. Meaning equals emotion. An empowering meaning results in an empowering emotion. And a disempowering meaning results in a disempowering emotion. Now, I'll share a personal story. I remember that when I was going through depression after my divorce, 
This is like 10 years ago. I thought that my life was over and that my divorce was a curse. That was the meaning I was attaching to my experience. Now, I see it, ironically, as one of my biggest blessings. Same experience, different interpretations. One made me feel hopeless and depressed. The second interpretation, which by the way, I decided to adopt long before I was actually okay and before I met my now husband, Mark, allowed me to begin feeling gratitude and joy. And I choose the word decided because I consciously made a decision to start seeing things differently, to adopt an empowering meaning. And as soon as my meaning changed, so did my language around the topic. So if you're experiencing something very painful and difficult right now, just open yourself up to the possibility that you could change the meaning that you're giving to this experience. Did any of you see Mary Poppins Returns? Okay, so if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Seriously, it's such a beautiful movie. I thought I was going to be disappointed because the original movie is actually my favorite movie of all time. Yes, the original Mary Poppins. I've seen the original one more than any other movie in Spanish and English. And when I had chicken pox in second grade, I literally spent a whole summer in Venezuela watching the movie over and over and over. Now, I know in the last episode, I talked about Harry Potter, and today I'm going to talk about Mary Poppins. I'm a kid at heart, I won't lie. (laughs) Anyways, there's a method to my madness, a reason I'm bringing this up, of course. In the new movie, the new Mary Poppins, the character of Topsy, played by Meryl Streep, sings this song that I think is freaking genius. And it reminds me of what I'm talking about in today's episode. So Topsy is this eccentric cousin of Mary Poppins who hates Second Wednesdays because on those days, her world goes flippity-flop like a turtle on its back. And in the movie, you literally see Topsy's room turn upside down on this particular Second Wednesday. Why does she hate Second Wednesdays so much? Well... Because on those days, she says, fast is slow, low is high, stop is go, a total fritz. But by the end of the song, Mary Poppins is able to convince her cousin to look at Second Wednesdays from a different perspective. To change her what? Yes, that's right. Her meaning or her interpretation of this day. So picture this. In the movie, everything in Topsy's house is upside down. Imagine how you feel when things go quote-unquote wrong. You feel like your world is upside down, right? So Mary Poppins very cleverly makes everyone stand on their heads. Mary Poppins tells Topsy, Well, you say whoa, but I say lucky you. And Topsy's like, What? Lucky me? To which Mary Poppins responds, Yes, here on your head, A is far behind and led by Z. It's good to get a different point of view. When you change the view from where you stood, the things you view will change for good. Now, let me repeat that line because it's so good. When you change the view from where you stood, the things you view will change for good. Ah! 
ah, oh my gosh, it's too much wisdom. It gives me goosebumps. And suddenly, from that perspective, Second Wednesdays become Topsy's favorite day. Because that's the day she's quite contrary. And now, thanks to Cousin Mary, she has changed to be exact. She loves the fact. The world is turning turtle, turtle, turtle. Genius indeed. Listen, this is actually a very up-tempo song in the movie. And yet when I heard it, I literally broke down into happy tears at the movie theater. No joke. I broke down into happy tears because as... I revealed in my divorce story, I had to learn this lesson a very, very hard way. But I thank God for this lesson because this lesson alone can change your life when you see your circumstances from a different perspective. You know, when you flip upside down and look at it from a different point of view, the entire story shifts and the meaning of that story changes altogether. Mamacita, this is the reason I created Mamas Con Ganas. That's why my slogan is, don't be a mama con drama, let's be mamas con ganas. By the way, in Spanish, ganas means drive. So I'm saying, let's be women with drive. We have the power, the power to turn our dramas into our drive, into our fuel, into our real life superpowers. Now, I discovered that after I changed the meaning I was giving to my divorce, and everywhere... All around the world, I see women doing this. Women who lose their jobs, for example, and decide to risk it and build their own businesses. Women who overcome or are fighting cancer and then use it to help empower and inspire other women going through the same thing. Women who were abused and are now helping abused women. The stories are infinite and I see them all around me. But it's because it's what I choose to focus on. It's never what we go through, but rather how we interpret the meaning of our experiences that matters. We are the ones that get to define our lives by the meanings that we create. Are you following me? I hope you are. So whatever belief system that you decide to adopt, make sure it's an empowering one. How do I actually do this, Valentina? You may be asking yourself, well, one of the most powerful questions that you can ask yourself when you're confronted with something very challenging is this, what would I have to believe in order for me to see this as a blessing? That's right. What would I have to believe in order for me to see this challenging situation as a blessing. That's the first step in helping us change the meaning of something. And again, how do we express the meaning of something? By the language that we use. And language, as I mentioned earlier, is the third force that controls our emotions. It's very different to say, I got laid off because bad things always happen to me, than to say, I lost my job because something better is waiting for me. God has a plan and God's timing is perfect. And hey, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. What I mean with this is, if you realize that the meaning that you have created for an experience is not working in your favor, you can change the language you use to describe the experience, although you might not quite believe in the new empowering interpretation yet. 
You can call it auto-suggestions or affirmations. A shift in language is a sign of a shift in perspective. Of course, you have to be careful not to fall back into your old pattern of language. You have to create a new pattern of language until this pattern becomes the default. You have to repeat the meaning that you want to give something to the point where you finally believe it. Because remember, we're the ones who choose the meanings that we associate to anything. So in my personal experience with regards to my divorce story, I will tell you this. I decided to give the situation a different meaning even before I actually believed in the meaning. I faked it till I made it. One day I woke up and I told myself, my divorce is a blessing. And then I started repeating that to myself over and over and over until I believed it. I also started declaring it out loud. And a very interesting thing happens as soon as you start telling yourself a different story. Your mind will look for proof to validate your story. Meaning, you'll start noticing proof all around you that you're right. So beware of the belief system that you decide to adopt because no matter which one you adopt, your mind will help you prove to yourself that you are right. Let's do an exercise. Take the time now to take inventory of a negative emotion that you have experienced recently. So do you have a negative emotion in mind that you felt today or you felt yesterday or the week before? Anything that comes to mind? Is it anger? Is, there, is it resentment? Frustration? Now, once you've identified that negative emotion, think about what you were focusing on when you felt that way. In other words, what were you thinking about? Let's go further. Now, what is the meaning that you attribute to that memory or experience? In other words, what is the interpretation of what you are focusing on? Here comes the important question. What would you have to believe about this experience in order to interpret this challenge as a blessing. I'm going to ask you again. It might not be easy to come up with your answer because your challenge might feel all-encompassing. What would you have to believe about this experience that brings you grief or anger or resentment? What would you have to believe about this experience in order to interpret it as a blessing? I'll go back to my example to help you out. Now, the purpose when sharing my stories is always to stimulate your own memories and self-reflections. When we hear others' stories, sometimes it becomes easier to see our own story with more clarity. So in my case, I needed to shift the meaning of my divorce from curse to blessing. Now, in order for me to start seeing it as a blessing, I had to start believing the following things. I had to believe that everything happens for a reason. I had to believe that I was going to be great, not just good, but great as a single mother. I had to start believing that my son Luciano would grow up as a happy child. I had to believe that I was going to regain my peace of mind 
I had to believe that God had a divine plan for me. I had to believe that God held many adventures in store for my future. I had to believe that God was looking out for me. I had to believe that there was a divine purpose in that chaos. I had to believe that everything was going to be all right. I had to believe that I would be okay financially on my own. So if those are the things I had to believe, these were my affirmations daily. Everything happens for a reason. God has a divine plan for me. I'm a great mother. Luciano is happy. Thank God for my peace of mind. I have so many exciting adventures coming my way. God is always looking out for me. I will find my purpose in life no matter what. I know I'm going to be all right. In fact, I am all right. I have everything that I desire financially. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And interestingly enough, even the prayers that I did were focused around this new belief system that I had decided to adopt. So my prayers were, please God, show me your divine plan for my life. Please God, help me be a good mother. Please God, guide me. Please God, help me see things differently. Please God, let me not lose my faith in you. Please God, show me my purpose. Please God, show me how I can financially empower myself. Please God, allow me to see my blessings so that I may be happy again. Now, I hope that helped a little bit, that exercise, you know, of going through my experience so that perhaps you can do the same thing for yourself. And I invite you now, Mamacita, to write down those things that you need to start believing in order to move past your challenges, in order to see that experience that you see as horrible as perhaps a blessing, a blessing in disguise. I challenge you to shift those meanings that you're attaching to that experience or those experiences that make you feel disempowered. I challenge you to adopt empowering meanings so that you can perform emotional alchemy for yourself and to create a life with more joy and more fulfillment. Now you see how we went beyond just an emotion. Because the meaning that you attach to your stories can shift not just one emotion, but an entire way of looking at the world. So of course, this automatically brings you more joy, more enthusiasm, more hope, more love, more peace, more gratitude, and all that is good. Now, like many things in life, the concepts in this three-part podcast series are simple. They're simple, but notice I did not say easy. Taking control of your emotions is like a muscle that you need to work out in the gym. You have to work it regularly for it to get stronger and you have to do it with intention and you have to persist because if you don't intentionally monitor your emotions, you'll be at the mercy of those things that happen to you that you can't control. And remember, if you decided to take on emotional alchemy, you've decided to adopt the belief that life is only 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. So don't forget, one, move your body in the right way. Two, focus on the right thing. And three, use the right language. That's it. 
in a nutshell. Congrats for completing the series and sticking with me. Now you know how you can transform your negative emotions into positive ones. I can't tell you enough how much I enjoyed writing this and sharing this information with you. Let me know what you think, your insights, your takeaways. Also, is there a topic that you would like me to discuss on the podcast? I'd love to know. Leave me a comment on the show notes for this episode mamasconganas.com forward slash the power of language and meaning. Until next time, besitos. Hey, it's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed me some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras Latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com o seguirnos en las redes sociales at Mamas con ganas. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote. Don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Chaito.